live in a hurting world. We're keenly aware of that, and uh, we have all been hurt. Uh, my buddy Rick Blackman would not make a living if that weren't true. Well, that's and, true. Uh, we also inflict hurt, so I'm kind of bringing in the heavy artillery. I cannot imagine my life without Rick's friendship and help, especially navigating some of what we're talking about uh, these days. Just the pain of life, but a very personal journey for me. And I know, because I've heard from lots of you, that it's been um, real, personable for, real personal for lots of us. Uh, and Rick, this is kind of the world that you live in every day. So thank you very much for being willing to spend some time. My pleasure. Like, looking forward to it, John. Yep. Um, so we had a conversation some time ago that was super helpful to me. And I thought it, it, people would really benefit from it. There's enough content here that it's going to take, uh, I think, probably a couple of sessions. But Rick, over the years, you have developed a kind of a model. You know, we've been looking at um, how to forgive someone. But then reconciliation is a separate issue from forgiveness. Yes. Um, Ev Worthington says reconciliation is what's needed when trust has been broken and it's the process of rebuilding <clears throat> trust. And so it takes place between two people. It has to be earned, whereas forgiveness is a free gift. And actually, um, it can happen all the time, every day, sometimes many times a day um, when there are dings in a relationship and they need to be repaired. So uh, with that as a starting point, would you kind of walk through what this model is and we'll just take it a step at a time? Okay, this is something that kind of came to me um, some years ago uh, when I heard somebody say, I'm trying to remember who it was, it might have been John Gottman, was saying that conflict is inevitable. There's no way two people can have a close relationship without injuring one another from time to time. I and think that was Beyonce. Beyonce might have said that too. That's yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, so that the presence of conflict, according to this idea, is not the indicator of uh, particularly a problem. It's more the question is whether you have uh, good repair and recovery skills. Mm. So as a counselor, as a therapist, whether I'm dealing with an individual who's been injured and wounded or I'm dealing with a family or siblings or parent-child – where there's injury and wounds and hurt and conflict. Um, I've always been interested, okay, how then does good repair, good reconciliation look like? And I came up uh, with, uh, you know, I'm not a preacher like you, John, but I came up with an anagram, I guess, called CRAFT. So CRAFT, Repair and Recovery. And I don't know if you remember, you and I did a sermon uh, together some years ago where we went through this model and I remember that very fondly. Um, I remember it vividly. And as a preacher, I almost never use anagrams. And my okay. wife hates them with the passion. She is throwing up in her mouth a little bit right now. Is she? But okay. <laughs> sometimes they're super helpful to just be able to remember the elements of it. Just try to remember, remember it. And yeah. yeah, there's a little sheet of paper I will give people sometimes just if they uh, are in need of repair, in need of recovery, in need of reconciliation. Um, so C-R-A-F-E. So we could maybe make that available online. That would be really good. Yeah, I cool. can get you a copy of that. Um, okay. So just briefly, and maybe you and I can then just run through them together. But the C stands in CRAFT, C-R-A-F-T, mm -hmm. for first getting conversational. The R stands for recalling what happened for me in the conflict. Mm -hmm. 
A stands for apologize. And you actually came up with this idea that there's two forms of apology. One you called the oops apology, and the other is a more genuine repentance apology. Obviously, that's better. F, to the point that you have been making throughout this teaching series, is for forgive. Both ways, asking for forgiveness, extending forgiveness. And the T stands for talk about the conflict mm. and leverage it in such a way that there's, there's new growth um, in, in the relationship. And most people would probably agree with the idea. If you end up doing conflict well with somebody, reconciling, you end up feeling closer and more connected to that person. Um, so whether, again, that's a marriage or any kind of relationship. So each of them are kind of complicated um, uh, dynamics, uh, it seems to me, but that's, uh, that's it in a nutshell. I've got a little thing that sometimes I know people will put on the refrigerator that has these different points. And since you and I were doing a sermon together, there's a mm -hmm. verse that goes with each of them, if you like that sort of thing, um, just to make sure we're sort of lining up with some of some of the biblical idea uh, of repair and reconciliation. I like that sort of thing. Yeah, so like sort of thing. I think You're we should do that. About the Bible, John. <laughs> it, it, it has struck me going through this series. Uh, I don't know that it's a new idea, but it struck me a whole lot more how often the person who has been hurt is much more aware of it, remembers it much longer than the person who inflicts hurt. And our bodies are kind of that way. If you step on my toes, um, I'll be super aware of it because the pain is in my body and in my mind, whereas, um, you know, the stepper uh, doesn't feel it. And so uh, it's harder. So I was thinking as you were walking through these different elements of craft, how probably one of the big problems is often I ding somebody, but I don't realize that I ding them because the pain's not registering in me. So the need for this is probably significantly larger than almost anybody realizes. That's so good. Yeah, it reminds me of what you just did this morning, um, that we don't always know. We don't generally people don't wake up with the intention to cause injury and cause wound. But that actually, actually, we're doing this this morning. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's right. Well, it was one of the but, things that I listened to on but, a different but I hope day, I didn't obviously. You when I said that. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, <laughs> That's very funny. Uh, it's always hard to remember. Uh, All right. So let's, let's go ahead and walk through it then. Let's start with the C and what does that look like? So the C stands for getting conversational. So after mm -hmm. a conflict, and, and this, you know, we could talk about this one really for a long time, but it's essentially, if you read about this material, it's the idea that when somebody is wounded, <clears throat> if they're hurt, if they're agitated, if they're angry, they are in a different part of their brain. They're flooded. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, sometimes I put my hand up like this and the fingers will um, stand for the the, the cortex, the cerebral cortex, the thinking, reasoning, listening part of the brain, and the thumb underneath, it represents the, the sort of core structures of the brain. And when a person is agitated, technically the word would be flooded, then the sort of oxygen and the blood goes to this part of the brain for self-protection reasons. Mm -hmm. And people have often heard of the fight or flight Yep. reaction. And, you know, most therapists would say in this part of the brain, you don't think, you don't reason, you don't listen, 
you don't solve complicated problems, you react. And you react usually mm -hmm. by fighting, fleeing, or freezing. Um, and in that mode, it's more self-protective. And so this is the reason, you know, I'm a Christian psychologist all these years, and I've often been, like, interested in the idea that why do people who love each other say and do such reckless yeah. things? Yeah. And I think just from the neuropsych uh, that we're talking about right now, this is what helps me understand that in that very, very self-protective mode. That is the time when, you know, again, people have signatures. Like I think I'm more by my nature a fighter than I am a fleer. But it's not like I can't flee with the best of them. You know, mm -hmm. and fleeing, fighting is just when you <clears throat> self-protectively uh, act defensively in your own behalf. Fleeing is when you shut down. I think that would be sort of the, <clears throat> the quip you often make about your heritage um, from Scandinavia. I think that's mm -hmm. what say, like as a, as a race, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't exactly know how that works. Um, but that whole idea of shutting down, which you can do both in obvious ways or um, in covert ways, overt or covert ways uh, that you shut down. And the whole idea is that in that flooded state, in that, and I sometimes call it the bird brain because of a, uh, you know, you know who Daniel Siegel is. He did a, uh, a talk once where he had a, a human brain in a jar of formaldehyde and next to it, he had a bird's brain. And it turns out the bird brain looked like the human brain, except mm. it didn't have a very big cortex. It turns ah. out birds don't have much um, volume in their cortex to think and reason and listen and solve complicated problems. They mostly react. So he coined the idea that when you're flooded, you're kind of in your bird brain. And mm -hmm. my clients have liked that idea, you know. So if they so, get offended by this, I'll say they're flooded, but. They're in the they're, bird brain. For so me, we kind of uh, need to wrap this one up and I'll be eager to pick it up again tomorrow with the R. But practically speaking, man, if I find myself in a place where. I'm flooded. My emotions have taken over. So yeah, I just exactly. want to inflict pain or I want to run away. This is when you say stuff that you really, really regret. Then the best thing to do, like if the engine floods, you just have to wait to calm down, go take a walk, yeah. um, give yourself some time to get back into the cortex and the thinking part of the brain. The conversational part of the brain. Exactly. So it's just really a timeout and learning in your own growth and development when you're flooded, maybe even allowing people that, that care about you to remind you that you might be flooded. That's yeah. kind of tricky. But yeah, like I've, I've just learned even as a counselor in my office, like if people are flooded, if they are in that bird brain, it's a waste of time to try to do the rest of the steps yep. that are involved in conflict. All right. So, so, so learning how to do that. And words, the average person takes 20 minutes, just to say it, John. The average the two person. Two words for today are timeout. Um, monitor your mind and your thoughts today. Look at when you start to get into the red zone, when the feelings could make like me that. be reactive, when I hurt somebody else, when I run away, and then just time out and go take a walk, distract yourself, do something else so you can bring your best mind and get conversational, be talking in a way that's gonna be productive and we'll hit the R tomorrow, but today, monitor and time out. God forgive us as we forgive.
Thanks for joining us. At Become New, we want to grow spiritually one day at a time, but it's tough to do that alone. So we're offering a little more support for anyone who would like to work on putting the content into practice. You can sign up to receive a text at the end of each week in this series, asking if you completed the here's how portion for that week. If you want, you can reply to the text and let us know how it went, or if you need prayer in taking those action steps. To sign up for the end of week reminder, just text the word MORE to 855-888-0444 and we'll put you on the list. As always, to receive the emails or video links by text, you can let us know at becomenew.com slash subscribe. If you're already signed up for the emails but aren't getting them, try checking your spam folder or better yet, you can add us to your contact list. Our email address is connect at becomenew.com. If you need prayer, we're here for you. Text your specific prayer request to 855-888-0444. There's a team of us who meet each weekday to pray specifically over every person who sends a text in. We'll catch you next time.